Last time on the Four Orbs. Centered in your group, Felomir holds the key of Kilnar at eye level. A foot of snow layers the surrounding area that you can see. The key of Kilnar is lighting the area in a green film a hundred feet in all directions. You find Astra, face down in this blanket of snow, with Oystrich lying in the snow next to her right shoulder. Astra, you snap back to you and you find yourself laying on your back in this thick snow. You turn to your left to see Oystrich also waking up like you. Somebody, like, was very glad that I was here and said that they've been waiting for me and asked if I brought the weapon because the Guardians could use the weapon right now. The guardians? The weapon? Do you mean your staff? Why are we so worried about her when I'm the one who's a foot, a third of my body is covered in snow? You trek through the thick snow towards what you assume is west for about an hour. And as the wind settles, a small cobblestone building with a crooked iron sign sits peeking out of the thick snow. The sign says, The Gloomy Gopher. This looks familiar. Yes, the Gloomy Gopher. I'm going to walk to the Gloomy Gopher. I'm very interested in the stairs going down. So I'm going to kind of mosey my way that way. I'll holler back. Be careful, y'all. It's real icy. What? As I attempt. The key isn't down here, and the green isn't reaching, but... I can almost kind of see a little bit. Doroth, you make your way down there, and then you look in, and you notice that your dark vision kicks in, and you can see completely inside of the cellar. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going down the stairs. You make your way down easily, and as soon as he gets the key next to you, the area inside the cellar lights up for you in that green film, and then your dark vision kicks off, and you're now back to the green view. Hey, um... I think it's worth noting that um, I could see down here without the key. Hey, wait a minute! I can, I can kind of see up here now. I grab Kess' shoulder. I I can't really see anything right now. What I'm gathering is that the key of Kilnar sheds light similar to a torch, to where if something's blocking it, it doesn't shine through. However, I do detect magic behind the bar. Ooh! As you're going straight to the magic that you detect something kind of catches your eye along the way you find a bottle of bourbon and what's in that bottle uh bourbon would you mind would you mind i think it might warm us up a little bit Hmm, some good bourbon (laughs) (laughs) is it how do you you feel pretty warm (laughs) toasty (laughs) yeah like let me try some so i'm gonna take a swig i'll uh, i'll get up and go grab the bottle and take a swig I'm going to try some. Don't take a lot. I'm going to open it and smell it. Okay. Yeah, it smells like a sweet bourbon. All right. I take a a, a swig. Uh, Yeah, you see that the two humans cannot handle their bourbon. You find a brown sack stiffened by the cold sticking out from the snow pile covering the bar. Inside the sack are 20 gold pieces with emblems on it that you do not recognize, along with a silver-plated amulet. Hey, Keth. What? That looks like a kitchen back there. Uh, you think uh, there's food? It's, it's, it's where food lives. <laughs> <laughs> On the left side of the kitchen, there is a door that was pretty camouflaged because of the frostbitten walls, basically. Ooh, where does that go? I don't know. Let's find out. I'll take out my shovel and start slamming it into the door. Um, shipping the ice away. I cast. <laughs> Watch out, buddy. And I cast a oh. uh, chromatic orb. Damn, Astra. 
Crit miss. Nice. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, Kath. This is how we die. Can we just can we just stop the game right now? Kath, you're hit with exhaustion level one, disadvantage on all ability checks. <laughs> oh my god! What did you do? Just start clawing in my face. I can't make any more good berries. We need help. Nothing good's happened here. Let's go to the temple. So you head to the temple? Yes. Yes. Cool. On the way to the temple, strong gusts of wind flurries of snow push through. Give me constitution saves again. Anyone that has disadvantage on constitution saves, do that. Anyone that has advantage on constitution saves, do that. Wait, what's the disadvantage? You have constant you have advantage on constitution saves right now, so you get to roll twice. Oh. Because you're drunk. Shit. Yeah, twenty-two. <laughs> All right. I just want the the record to show that I'm using one of my lucky dice right now. <laughs> Good call. Uh, eight. Uh, three. Seven. Thirteen. Anyone below ten, you take another exhaustion level. So what? It, so let me just get the tally here. I've been emotionally broken. <laughs> I'm exhausted two levels, and I'm also poisoned. Yes. Okay. Keth, you're exhausted now. Is yeah, that level one? I think it's level one, right? I don't think I'd I think so. Failed an exhaustion check so far. Okay. And I'm also level one. Anybody else exhausted yet? No. Okay. No. They're just drunk. <laughs> All right. Disadvantage on ability checks for level one of exhaustion and level two of exhaustion is speed is halved. Would I round up or down? We round up, right? Round down. Round down. Yeah. Round down. Why does anyone live in this stuff? Do I notice Doris is slower? Yeah. You you okay, buddy? No! <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Doris. Here, climb on my shoulders. Pick me up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he weighs nothing. You're so light. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people keep saying that? <laughs> Toss me. <laughs> <laughs> The temple sits on a slight hill as the, at the westernmost side of the valley. As you approach it, the frost-covered stone building has no hints of its allegiance to any deity. The thick, hardened snow acts as a slope all the way up to the covered porch of the temple. Thick, oxidized copper double doors are sealed shut, frostbitten from the age of this winter. I approach the doors. All right. They're frozen shut. Is there any sort of markings or anything on them? Not that you can see visibly right now. I'm going to try to open the door. Give me a strength save. Five. You try to pull at the doors, and you do not have the strength to break the ice. Do you need some help, Philomir? <laughs> um, hold on. I'm going to start walking up the stairs. I get very far away from the door. <laughs> <laughs> As I see him doing that, I it, maybe it starts to click a little bit, and I turn around. <laughs> uh, yes, I do need help. Okay. I'm going to walk back down the stairs. <laughs> There's no stairs. It's sloped ice, uh, or I'll sloped snow. Okay. I, I pull the door. <laughs> Give me a strength save, Astro. Yeah, shut. <laughs> Eight. You uh, also fail at trying to open the door. Damn. Ugh, we, we got this. 
and I'll uh, walk to the door with Doroth on my shoulders. <laughs> also, speaking of fan art, I've been holding on to this little nugget. I feel like you guys right now in this situation would look very similar to the claymation Rudolph the red Reindeer as the Abominable <laughs> Snowman and the dentist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, give me that screen save. 16. It takes a second. But you finally do break it, and you he- you see like the ice just kind of splinter all the way up it. Shards of ice kind of break off and kind of hit your hands, but it doesn't hurt or anything. And uh, you pull the doors open. The doors open to a small 10 by 10 foot foyer with closed wooden doors that have decently kept with their age. This foyer reveals that the temple is dedicated to Hamarin, the guardian of death. You can tell mostly because of the large symbol of Hamarin being on the wooden doors that splits when it opens. Also in the foyer are two cushioned chairs on the left and a small table with an old book opened on top, tilted on a stand to the right. The book has faded dry ink written of a catalog of names of people entering the temple. None of the names are familiar or of importance to your characters. Thanks. Are you sure? (laughs) Is there? What's the names? Yeah, read them to me. (laughs) Is there a pen still over there? There is a feather that has decayed. Does it look like there's ink? I might write my name in the book if there's room. The ink is dried. Oh, okay. Or it's frozen. Hey. <laughs> you guys want to sign the book? <laughs> sign the book? No, I'm taking the book. What do you mean? Oh. I packed the book up. It's a very, it's a very large book. Good. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. I'm leaving the book. Wait, can we say that I'm holding... Well, Keth had to open the door. Can we say that I'm holding both of his torches... Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Swaying back and forth. Does it do anything for me? I mean, it's warming you. It's fire. But no. no. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, there's closed double doors in front of you that are wooden and not frozen. I will approach them. I'll approach the other side of the door that he doesn't. Okay. I'll approach behind them. You approach the doors. I open the doors. There it is. I open the left doors. He opens the right door. I open both doors. Damn you. <laughs> Upon entering the chapel chamber, you are welcomed with stale, cold air. It appears this entire temple has been sealed for centuries. It is roughly 20 degrees warmer inside since you are out of the wind. The entrance is the only door to this temple. There are no other exits or windows. Pews line the left and right sides of the chapel as any other temple, but towards the front is a change of scenery from other walls. The mural has Hamarin, the guardian of death, centered with arms raised and head tilted back, rising out of an ocean. The nine other guardians are shown drowning around her, struggling against the ocean's waves. A pulpit is centered in front of the pews and also in decent condition. And as you look around it, centered behind the pulpit is a marble column with a large spherical object hidden under the shiny black silk. I want to look at the mural. Well, that's just unnecessary. I'm going to start walking towards the sphere, and as I'm walking and without turning around, I'm going to ask that someone make sure that the doors are shut behind us. Uh, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> as you walk towards the sphere, it's not the size of an orb. It's much larger. I get noticeably bummed, but I'll continue my walk to uncover. Okay. So you're just going to walk straight up to it and uncover it? I want to detect magic. It's magical. What's cool? <laughs> Divination. Okay. Yeah, I'm still walking up to it. I yeah, mean, I mean, I'm going to go right up to like it. Like, no hesitation at all? Maybe in the slightest, just because I don't think I would do anything in one swift move like that, not knowing what it is. All right, give but... me a perception check then. All right. 19. 
It's hard for me to do math in my head. <laughs> me too. Um, all right. So you notice something, but give me an investigation check as well. I will also investigate. Okay. I got a 10. Four. Felomir, you don't notice it at all. You don't notice anything weird about it other than there's this column with something hidden underneath some silk. Finch, you notice that the silk is slightly covering a small copper plaque on the side of the column. You reveal it without lifting the silk and read in common, speak swiftly in death for Hamarin's guidance. Felomir, I don't think I know as much about Hamarin as you do. This, There's something written over here on a plaque. It says, speak swiftly in death for Hamarin's guidance. Does this phrase have any meaning to me? No. Unless you want to give me a religion check that with disadvantage. Uh, crit miss. You have no clue. That just sounds like some more Hamarin speak to me. Do I hear that? Give me a perception check. Uh, that is a 13. Uh, yeah, you do hear them talking about something. I'm going to do a religion check because i'll be reading books okay you know yeah i do my thing that's uh 11 you also do not know it off the top of your head yeah well i'll just slowly start to i guess peel the silk back wait for what i have a bad feeling about this i'll kind of slowly start to let it go and then just take a step back and look at filmier it's um it's definitely magical divination which has to do with Sight and seeing. Everybody back up. Why? I'm backing up to the wall. I cast Mage Hand. <laughs> On what? To reveal. To So you're going to pull the silk off? Yeah. Is this a good idea? Like, as it's, like, floating over there, is this is this okay? Do I? What, okay, do, okay, do I see, the, like, the silk starting to lift? You want to just do it? I'll I'll just like play with it before I like reveal it. Like, is this okay? Like, is this I, what you want? No, wait. Okay. And I'll like okay. push it back down. Okay. I'll take another step back. <laughs> Look, this we don't know what's in this darkness. Whatever's under this is infused with divination magic. But what does that mean? Typically it means an object of scrying. Which means whatever is on the other side of this orb can see what we're doing and where we are. Oh. Oh. So it might be wise to leave it covered for now until we can maybe figure out exactly what it is. Maybe there's a some script in here somewhere. Give me a perception check as you start, like, jokingly look around, basically. Oh, I don't have invisibility anymore. <laughs> 23. You notice that the pulpit has shelving behind it. I'm going to check the shelves. Uh, on the shelf, no ne- no investigation check is ne- necessary for this. You find a sacred text of the followers of, followers of Hamarin that you know called the Felul, and a decorated silver goblet with black opals and dark onyx stones. Is the goblet magical? No. Hey, so while all that is going on, I just, I want to cast a spell. Okay. I want to use sending to communicate with Velmir. Real <laughs> all right what you gonna say hey man um i'm just having a really rough day (laughs) and it would really make me feel a lot better if you if you talk to me kathy just starts talking on top of your shoulders (laughs) and saying that (laughs) well well, i've had a bad day too (laughs) it's okay shut up what what 
I'm doing a thing. Oh, oh. You wait for several seconds, minutes, and nothing ever comes back. Of course not. What What are you doing? I sent a message to my pen pal. <laughs> what do he say? Nothing. The same thing he always says. I'm starting to think he doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about you. What? I say as I'm flipping through the book. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a very large book with very small text. Do you want to take time to study it? How, um, how much time? It's up to you. Is it? I mean, right now, no. I will probably. I mean, everybody's pretty exhausted. Is it warm in the chapel? It's or? 20 degrees warmer than outside. Okay. Then, yeah. We're cool. I'm going to sit down. Astra takes a seat on a pew. Then, yeah. I'll, I'm going to study the book. Okay. Yeah, I'll go kick kick my legs up on a pew. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull Dorth down and set him set him on one of the pews and sit down. Just I'm going to sprawl out in the ground, Okay, actually. And I'm going to say, too, if, if someone wants to bust down a pew or two, we can start a fire. Um, you realize that the doors are closed and there's no other exits. Ah, I'm already on the ground. But then don't do it. And I'll continue reading the book. <laughs> okay, so you're not going to make a fire? I'm not making a fire. I'm not worried about it. Um, if you make a fire, it's possible to relieve some exhaustion levels. As everyone just stares at me, go fine, I'll do it. <laughs> open okay, the doors but, first. Uh, okay, <laughs> I get up and open the doors. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll pull out pull out my throwing axes, I guess, and start chopping up. Sure. Wood. Yeah. Give me a Constitution save. Twenty. Okay. Yeah, you uh, chop up some pews and you make a little fireplace like centered to the room and kind of like move some pews around it to where like y'all can sit, like lay on a pew around the fire, basically. And you get set up. I'm going to put my feet right up to the fire. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is going to be a short rest, so if anybody wants to use your hit die to regain some HP. Yep. And if you use any spells, Felomir, you get your spells back. So what's the skinny on those exhaustion levels? So you take a short rest for about an hour. Um, you, can, you, you regain some health and you take some warmth by the fire. Those that have con uh, exhaustion levels give me constitution saving throws. Crit! 15. 14. Keth and Doroth, you both lose an exhaustion, an exhaustion level. Elamir, you're still kept yours. And uh, Astra and Finch, you are no longer drunk. I guess you're no longer poisoned either. Yeah, you're no longer poisoned as well. Yay! Give me a religion check, Felomir. 17. All right. You discover through some pretty extensive reading through this book called The Falul. The Falul. You discover in the book that there are words that they kind of speak often throughout it and it's the dead are forgotten but Homerin will last it is part of a tale of a man who denounced death in his search for immortality these were his last words as Homerin reaped his soul swiftly in death and what was the inscription on the plaque speak swiftly in death for Homerin's guidance hmm. while we're you know sitting there I just want to be playing with the necklace that I have. And I'll go ahead and do a little arcana check. Okay. Since I'm curious and I feel a little better about myself. Crit. Cool. 
after kind of studying the amulet for a while, Doroth, you notice that the etching and the amulet around the symbol of Heltron signifies that this item must be soul bound. Oh. You also find that this amulet will provide a single automatic successful death save to the wearer after being knocked out once per day. So does that mean it is now soul bound to me? You have not soul bounded it yet. How do you soul bound it then? <laughs> you got to study it for uh, now for a certain amount of time. Well, I have been studying it the whole time we've been here. I don't know how long that is. Wait, didn't didn't Chismrism give you some stuff about that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how to soulbound? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did give me that. Like the thing you got to do. <clears throat> oh. Well, this is cool. What? This necklace. I mean, I guess. What about it? It needs to be soulbound. Soulbound. What's it do? Well, that's none of your business. Hmm. Do you know how to soulbound an item? Of course I do. Well, congratulations. I'm glad. I hope you enjoy your, your lovely necklace. I'd like to know what you know about soulbinding. I'd like to know what that necklace does. This whole time I'm still reading the full. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that y'all are pretty much yelling at each other, like shouting at each yes. other then? Okay. Well, I mean, I'm sitting by the fire. and let Right? I assume I brought the book over here. Sure. Well... Seems we're at an impasse. How so? I thought you knew how to sell down an item. Of, of course I do. Well, good. I was just wondering if you knew. I do. Prove it. No. I'm not backing down. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> and then you hear something. You hear a guttural clicking sound come from outside the building. You all pause briefly in silence after you hear it. Then you hear it again, almost in the same pattern. But then you hear a response, a lower, undertonal growl with higher-pitched clicks. The sounds appear to be some sort of call and response, and is happening at a quicker pace. Give me wisdom saves. 10. 19. 4. 14. 8. Curious and almost stunned with kind of a a sort of fear because you have no idea anything about this land. The five of you sit wide-eyed for about a minute and then the growling and clicking stops and you wait again and you look towards the doors. Then walking through the doors, you see two dog-like beasts. These four-legged beasts have three large claws on each paw. Its head is snake-like with a wide closed mouth. Large fangs line the outside of its mouth, crisscrossing in a non-symmetrical fashion. Its back is lined with a bony spine sticking up with holes in the spikes like Swiss cheese. One opens its mouth to reveal a large forked tongue. With its mouth open, you hear that guttural undertone with high-pitched clicks coming from it. They both move their heads around and take steps slowly as if they are hunting. Um, everyone give me stealth checks. Dorothy and Finch, you'll have disadvantage on them. 17. 7. 9. 12. 14. Those that had higher than 10, you notice that these creatures do not have eyes. Delayed by fear, though, the five of you pause in silence trying to personally decide what each should do. And right before you come up with that personal decision of yours, you see the creatures arc their back upwards, and a mist begins to spit out of every hole of their spikes. Give me initiatives.
The mist has covered the entire doorway, but that's only 10% of the room. The five of you are centered in the temple around this fire, and you all kind of stand up and take a couple steps back as you decide what to do. The mist that has been sprayed kind of starts to build up further and is now taking up 30% of the room. Doroth, your turn. What I had planned was, you know how when there's like the opening scene of a movie and it's like a barren desert and it's like tracking over the desert. Sure. And then like there's like pan flute and then there's like that like throat singing and that's like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to do that and see if I could get their attention. <laughs> if that's the way you want to go about it, let's do it. All right. I like it. <laughs> well, I'm going to do that. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I'm going to pull out my, my pan flute and just play like three notes like. <laughs> see, I've decided that my art has transcended lyrics. <laughs> you can't see them. So you don't know. Okay. You don't even know what my spell DC is. Oh, yeah. What's your spell DC? <laughs> Never. <laughs> <laughs> the game's rigged. Fucking 16. Is it really 16? Yeah. Damn. They they did beat it. I'll tell you that. All right. I but, knew they beat it because you didn't fucking ask yeah. me. Was. Like, I was like, sure. What is it? <laughs> but, yeah. After Doroth is Astra. I'm going to cast Gust of Wind. Okay. Just basically straight towards the door? Yes. How wide is it? It is. Yeah, 10 foot wide blast, strength saving through. 60 feet long and 10 feet wide. It cuts speed in half, essentially. 50% chance to distinguish fires. And they got to do a strength save against the wind? Or be pushed 15 feet away. Yeah, strength saving throw or push 15 feet. So you shoot this gust of wind towards the door and you're channeling it and just pushing all of this wind around the room basically is kind of like whirling it around and then as it clears the mist towards the door you notice or yeah as it clears the mist towards the door you notice that the two beasts are standing and like holding strong against your wind uh after astra is felomir hi so we can see them now Yes. Both of them? Yes. I'm going to Eldritch Blast one of them. All right. Give me the attack. The one on my left. 11. Uh, that's a miss. Pew. Uh, the Eldritch Blast just shoots through the doors and goes outside. After Felomir is Finch. I think I am going to put Hunter's Mark on one of them. Okay. And that pretty much eats my turn, doesn't it? Correct. Keth. Raging. Raging? Yeah. Okay. So then how's your attack going? I'm just going to run up and just bop them both on the head. Okay. Um, With what? What is this? A Morningstar? Yeah, the mace. Okay. 22. 18. Both hit. 12. 8. 12 on the left or 12 on the right? Yeah, the left or right. All right. So next is the beast. And they attack you, Keth, both. Okay. 
trying to bite at your legs. 17 and 20. Both hit? Yep. They both bite separate legs, clamping on for 23 damage. Now, I have a question for you about this damage. Oh, is it kinetic? Is it kinetic? It is. Okay. Um, but at the time of the bite, I do need you to roll a constitution saving throw. Okay. So half of 23 would be rounded down? Yeah, we're rounding down. So 11. 11. Okay. Um, uh, con save is 18. I need it twice. And 18. Cool. Sorry, the first one was 20. This one's 18. Okay. Cannot math. After the beast is Dorth again. I'm going to pull out my drum. Okay. I'm going to use Vicious Mockery. Okay. Upon the beasts. Okay. And that's a wisdom save of mine? Yes. Would you like to know what my spell DC is? No. <sighs> Do you want to say your your song still? Uh, you don't have to. You don't fine. To. All right. I feel demoralized. <laughs> I'm going to. You start to drum and you just can't figure out what to say. It's been a rough day. Can't find the beat. Yeah. I'm Astra. creatively stifled. Astro, your turn. So did I clear the left side then? You've cleared the entire mist. Do you want to delay? Yes. Okay. After Astra is Felomir. Are they still producing this mist? Not right now. Okay. I will cast an Eldritch Blast. Okay. Give me the attack. 22. That's a hit. Left or right? Left. Six. Your Eldritch Blast flies true through the and like kind of dodges a, a pew and like kind of like lifts over it and then hits the uh, right back leg's hip of the beast creature. And it kind of swings at it and it kind of knocks it to the side a little bit, but it still stays clamped on to Keth right now. After Felomir is Finch. Okay. Well, since I have uh, Hunter's Mark on the one on the left and he just got hit, I'm going to kind of strafe left towards that guy. Okay. Um, and since he's injured, I'm also going to get to do my Colossus Slayer stuff. And I'm going to notch one of these bad boy arrows on the crossbow. Okay. And I might even like step up onto one of the pews to kind of get almost slight aerial to kind of come down upon his head with the arrow. All right. This is a masterwork crossbow plus two to attack and damage. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was Dave. I was like, what are you doing? That's that guttural sound here. (laughs) (laughs) Crit miss on the first one, so it's probably a broken masterwork crossbow now. Should I even try for the second one? Yes. Oh, God. That one's going to be 21. Okay. So the first bolt flies directly over the dog and hits the um, the wall, and the bolt shatters and breaks. The second bolt hits the dog true on the side and does damage. 17. And the arrow pierces onto the like, top right hip, basically. And it sticks in, and then you notice that it kind of starts to sizzle. Hmm. Keth, your turn. 
with one of them, we'll say my left one. Okay. Because shield's on the left hand. Sure. I'm going to bash him with my bonus action. Okay. That's a shove. And try to shove him off of me. <clears throat> 19. 24. Cool. Because I have advantage. You uh, break him off of your leg and he is no longer biting onto your calf. See, prone. Does he for- Is it forcing prone? I can either shove them back 10 feet or shove them prone. It can be prone or either one. Which one do you want it? Prone. Okay. So he goes, he's just down on the ground next to you. Okay. And then I will, I will bash him. Okay. What is that? I have advantage since he's prone. Okay. But bash with like the morning star? With the, yeah. With okay. Nice. I thought like bash was something special with the shield or something. So first one's 21. Okay. Second one's 22. Those are both hits. First one is 11. Second one is 12. You hit him twice and he's looking real rough now. Like he's like slow to try and get up and everything. But this is the end of the round. So Asher, do you want to take your delayed action? Um, did they do anything? They didn't start misting or anything, did no. they? Where where are they right now? They're like ten feet in front of the door. So you, like they're between you and the door. And but is they're not on Keth anymore. One is not on Keth. The other one is still clamped onto his right leg. Okay, the one that's not on Keth. I'll hit with a chromatic orb. Nine. That's a miss. The chromatic orb flies into the wall. Um, then we're back to the top of the round. The one that is prone uh, tries to get up and like kind of jump onto you. Because he's going to be getting up prone from prone right above you, I'm going to give you an attack of opportunity on him. 19. That is it. 11. And he takes the hit kind of midair as he's jumping um, and attacks you for an eight. So that's a miss. And you kind of just kind of like with the hit, you kind of just kind of throw him over you and he kind of slides against the ground and for like five feet away or 10 feet away from you. And the other one, um, as he's clamping onto your leg, then starts to try and claw into your thigh. Okay. I'm going to use cutting words. Okay, so what's the rule? Uh, well, first I have to be like, oh, you're you're from the distance. I just want to be like, you're a little bitch. You probably can't even see shit, can you, with your Swiss cheese ass? And just trail <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> Two. That makes it a seven. So that's a miss. It wasn't a <laughs> well, whatever shit. But I do need another Constitution saving throw because he still has his mouth bit into your leg. Psh, I ain't scared. Twenty six. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Um, nothing happens. Doroth, your turn. So trailing off from the uh, cunning words you go into. I'm going to use a vicious mockery. Okay. Again. Uh, but I'm not feeling the music, am I? <laughs> 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 I haven't touched it. You've seen my arms down, right? Yeah. Finch, look. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crit. Okay. Well, I guess I'm just going to gonna keep yelling insults. <laughs> like, I can't smell you from back here, but you probably smell like shit. Yeah, that's true. 
Okay, so one's still by itself, one's still on. One is very close to death, probably, on the right side now, prone, because Keth just threw him off of him. Then the one that is, and then there's still the one that's been biting Keth since the beginning. Okay, I'm going to cast Ray of Frost at the one that is on the right. Okay, so the one that's prone? Yeah. Like almost dead? Yes. Okay. Eight. That's a mess. Sweet. Felomir. I shall Eldritch Blast the one that is looking rough. Cool. Eleven. You miss. <laughs> cool. Finch, your turn. What is combat? <laughs> <laughs> so, this rough looking one, quote unquote, is the guy that I have Hunter's Mark on, I believe. Yes. Okay, well, he's going to be the guy I'm still going for. Cool. Um, if I need to take a step in any direction to get you don't. the better shot. All right. Well, you know, here we go. 15 on the first shot. You get disadvantage for range attacks against prone enemies. So roll again. Crit. 15 counts. It's the disadvantage. So you don't get the crit. But that's a hit. 15's a hit. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go ahead and roll the second one. Sure. 20. <laughs> <laughs> the other one's not prone, though, is he? <laughs> and then a 24. The 20 hits. All right. Two, two crossbow bolts? Oh, actually, yeah, no. I wanted to say I, I had this, and then I forgot to say it, but I wanted to put my regular bolts in this time so I could see if there was a difference when it, like... Arrows are not bolts. Oh. So you can't use an arrow in place of a bolt? Okay, never mind. Then, yeah, bolts. 18 damage on the first one. Sweet. It's like Rain Man. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I think that's 18? 20. 20. <laughs> so yeah, 38 damage total. All right. The two bolts land into the belly of this beast and then into the belly of the beast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the two bolts go straight through it and just kind of skid against the, like, the ground on the stone and just go to the other side of the room. And it leaves this like fizzing, burning, almost alchemy-like thing uh, on the flesh wounds of the dog. It's dead. But the wound is sizzling. The wound is sizzling like you would put a steak on a skillet. Can we assume it's because they're made of weird gas or because the bolt had something to do You have no assumption. Or whatever you want to assume, you can assume. Do I see this? Give me a perception check. <laughs> 18. You do see this happening. Cool. Cool. Uh, after Finch is Keth. All right. Bonus action. I'm going to try to knock this one off of me with a shove. Okay. Have advantage on strength. 20. 11. Okay. I'm going to knock him prone. Okay. He's prone. And I'm going to bash him again. All right. Nine for the first one, 26 for the second one. With advantage or? No, I don't get advantage. I'm on prone attacks? Oh, yeah, I do. Sorry. So, yeah, 26 hits. 26 on the first one. 22 on the second one. Both hit. 11, 12, 23. He's also looking rough. 
but he's not attached to you anymore, so that's good. Uh, after Kath is topped of the order, so he stands back up. Opportunity attack. I will take it. 13. That's a miss. And he like quickly dodges it and then jumps at your abdomen, like chest area, and tries to claw into you. I'm going to use another cutting words. Okay. Are you trying to jump in the air, you little bitch? You're probably going to fall. That's an eight. Like, so I remove eight from this? Yes. That's pretty good. I know. 16? Uh, AC's a 17. Okay. He misses. Uh, you kind of just dodge to the side, and he just is now standing prone, or standing next to you. After the beast is Doroth. I'm going to hold my turn. Okay. After Doroth is Astra. What's their positions? Not on anybody? Yeah, they're not attached to each other anymore. Okay. Oh yeah, one of there's only one left, right? And he looks bad. He's in rough shape. Okay, I'm going to cast Ray Frost. Okay. Nine. You miss. Thelamir. I'm using Witch Bolt. All right. Twenty-two. That's a hit. Twenty-five damage. Shit. You are now. Sith electrifying this thing, this beast. And I'm cackling while I do it. <laughs> <laughs> After Felomir's Finch. I'll unnotch a bolt. Okay. Pop off a shot or two. Ooh. Um, am I still rolling two? For like advantage, disadvantage stuff? Or? This one's not prone, is it? No, he's he standing up. up. Yeah. So, Nay. no disadvantage, no advantage. Okay, just well, that time. one was a 30. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, yeah. And this one is a 27. Both hit. Okay. Dang. Got him. And I don't have a, a hunter's mark on him, but I will No, you it. move it to the next creature. Oh, so. God, I always forget about that. Yep. Hmm. Thank God I got you, Dave. Yep. <laughs> You should hold the crossbow like sideways. Blah, blah, blah. 18 damage on the first one. 20 on the second one. So 38 damage? Yes. The first arrow hits it like on its like chest side because of it's facing like away like to the side of you. And then it like spills that really nasty hit and then it turns and looks at you and you put the second bolt right between its eyes. And it falls dead. Or lack thereof. Or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. It has no eyes. Once I have killed it, and then I'm going to collect my bolts that haven't been trashed. Okay. Uh, You can do that. Give uh, Give me a survival check. 13. All right. You collect all your arrows. And something else you notice is that when you pull the arrows, you take a closer look at the skin. Um, it looks like whenever you go to pull the arrow out of it, it's like very loose in the skin where you don't have to pull too hard. Like it's almost like the bolt is burning the skin of the creature. Okay. So, but it doesn't burn me to touch it. Correct. What if I just kind of set it on? It burns it a little bit. starts to sizzle it. Like on the outside, on the hide and just anywhere on this animal, it'll start to sizzle it. Correct. Except for the bone. And then I put it on me and nothing. Nothing. What are you doing, Finch? I'm going to 
Push give, it up against Keth. Give me an investigation check. Okay. Crit. They're made of silver. These are made of silver. It's burning this animal's skin. What does that mean, Felomir? I know you know. Well, usually silver does a lot of harm to werewolves. But that's clearly not what these things are. Hmm. Are they all although they are rather dog like? I kind of like prod at one with my foot. Just kind of roll it over and look at it th- more thoroughly. I oh, guess. yeah. Okay. So more thoroughly looking at these creatures, you do notice that they do not have eyes. Um, but they seem like they're not of this world either. Like they're almost from another plane of existence. Another dimension. Another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> the skin of it is very tough. And actually, whenever you look at your cuts and like your bashes and everything, the wounds on the animal, you notice that the skin itself is about two or three inches thick. It's got its own, like its its hide is its armor, basically. And the bones that are sticking out of its spine, creating spines, do have these like Swiss cheese kind of holes. And you can assume that they somehow produce some sort of mist that you didn't really get an understanding of. And whenever you like touch... Uh, like you kind of like feel around like its teeth and you do feel some sort of corrosive liquid on it and you assume that it's some sort of poison. So you immediately wash your hands or cleanse your hands or something. But yeah, this is not a creature that you have ever seen, read about, nothing. Well, it looks like it's poisonous, so be careful if you touch its liquids. Oh, I wasn't going to touch that thing anyway. Has anyone seen anything like this before? No. No, not even in my worst nightmares. And as you all rest after this fight, you feel a large gust of wind push through the temple coming straight at the building. And it knocks the fire around and kind of pushes it everywhere. And the flame goes out. You all kind of start to move to kind of set it up again and start to move towards the doors to close them a little bit so that that doesn't happen again. With this being the warmest standing structure you guys have found, you decide that it's maybe time to kind of take a good rest in this temple. And with the key of Kilnar lighting the room, eventually darkness begins to fade. And in roughly two minutes, everything goes black. But only for Astra and Finch. Are you a lifelong fanboy, a new nerd, or are you just clueless and curious about all the comic book movie buzz and want to know more? Then tune in to Between the Cons, the twice-weekly podcast for Life Between Comic Cons, where Chris and friends discuss nerdy news. Why is it always Chris and friends? We have stupid nicknames that you made up for us. I'm going to start calling you Dr. Big Boy Pants. Where Chris, Chris 2, MF Dane, Mr. Naughty List, the Wonder Twins, Master Mandrabo, the Ginger Giant, and the Outlaw Steve Jr. Thank you. Discuss nerdy news, review movies, and dive deep into the big topics that encompass our fandoms. Subscribe today on iTunes and Google Play at BetweenTheCons.com. Hi, I'm Drew. And I'm Landry. We're the hosts of You Simply Must. You Simply Must? What's that? It's a comedy podcast all about sharing things that we love with each other and sometimes with the guest. TV shows, food, games, movies, whatever. That's right. Think of it as Oprah's favorite thing, but weekly and with more segments specifically designed to gaslight the other person. We release new episodes every Wednesday. You can find 
find the show on iTunes or at yousimplymustpodcast.com. Hey, person hearing this ad, have you ever listened to our show? No. You, you simply, simply must! must.